Welcome to another episode of Raising the Standard. Guys, today's episode is going to be a little bit different. I want to talk to you about the five people you're going to meet in the gym this year and how these people reflect the same people you meet in life. So right now at the time that I'm recording this, it is not quite 2023. We're about to flip over into a brand new year. And you know what that means, especially if you like working out or you do go to a gym, we are about to be overrun by the New Year's resolutionist. And they're going to be everywhere. The gyms are going to be packed. And you're going to have to fight to get on your machine to grab those dumbbells that you want to get. And it can be challenging because we have all these new people coming into the gym. And I say good for them. Good for them for setting a goal and trying to develop this habit. But what I want to talk about today is that you're actually going to meet five people in the gym this year. And whether you go to the gym or not, these five people are people you meet in life. So let's not wait anymore. Let's get right into it. And I'm going to break this down for you so you can find out which person you are. This is Raising the Standard, leadership, mindset, and development for the ambitious Christian man. Identify, unlock, and access spiritual secrets and strategies grounded in biblical truth so you can run your race and maximize your impact and influence. It's time to lead yourself, your family, and your world. Let's get after it. Okay, guys, welcome back. Now, before I get into the five people that I'm going to introduce you to today, I want to let you know the feedback has been incredible regarding the Unfair Advantage Challenge. If you've been listening to the show or if you're new here, I just created a brand new, completely free 11-day email challenge to help you unlock your unfair advantage. If you are a kingdom man, you have access to power from God, to wisdom from God, and everything you need to accomplish everything you're called to be and do but you need to learn how to access it. And guys, I'm not exaggerating. I am getting flooded with messages as men go through the challenge, just hitting replying, telling me this is amazing. This is great. And it's really giving them breakthrough. It's giving them new perspective, new ways to see things that they're going through and how they're acting, how they're showing up in life. So if you want to start the year off right, I'm going to encourage you jump in that challenge. You can get it at accessyouradvantage.com or just click the link below. All right, now let's jump into it. So the five people you meet at the gym, and I want you to think about, as you hear these five people, I want you to start thinking about which one am I? Because we all line up with someone that I'm about to introduce you to. So you know that I have to start with the New Year's resolutionist. Guys, we are about to get flooded by people creating New Year's resolutions. It's just something we do where we anchor a new goal to the new year. It's kind of a fresh start for a lot of people, and that's not a bad thing. And right now, in my social media feed, I am getting flooded with all these ads from people trying to sell me something about how to start the new year and buy the planner or how to set goals this year or develop your system or your new habits. And everyone's getting on the bandwagon of what am I going to do this year to make myself grow or to make myself be different than what I did last year? Now, I admire this. I think this is great. I'm all about goals. And if you're listening to this, you have a growth mindset. You set goals for yourself as well. However, the facts are most of the New Year's resolutionists are going to give up on their commitment probably around March, maybe even earlier, some later. And there will be a few that make it all the way through. 
So I pulled some stats again. This is what we look at every year and just see what are people looking to do. So obviously we're talking about the gym. We're talking about increasing your performance, your strength, dropping body fat, building muscle. So a lot of people for New Year set health goals. It's a time of year to say, hey, this year I want more energy management. This year I want to look better. I want to feel better. I want to perform better. So this is what I found for you guys. It looks like about 71% of people are going to say, I want to diet or I want to eat healthier. Followed by 65% of people are going to say, hey, this is the year I'm going to exercise more. And then last place here is 54% of people saying, I'm going to lose weight. So those are the goals that people are coming into the new year with. But here's the stats, guys, and the stats don't lie. While 77% of people committed to a New Year's resolution and stuck to it for at least a week, and this is pretty sad, this is research conducted by the University of Scranton. It's a little bit older, but it, it kind of repeats itself year after year. The study shows that only 8%, guys, 8%, of people who made a New Year's resolution will actually fulfill those goals in a timely fashion. Wow, that's pretty sad. So I hope that's not you, but that is one of the people that you'll meet in the gym this, this year or you'll see in the gym this year. All right, the next person you run into at the gym is the person who loves the status of being a member of the gym. I call these people the social club. This is the social club, maybe the social butterfly, whether you're a guy or a girl. They love to talk and they love to connect with other people and make friends at the gym. And hey, that's fine. That's not why I go to the gym and I'm typically got my hat down and my headphones on. I'm friendly, but I'm really there to train. That's my purpose when I show up. And there's nothing wrong if you're going there and you're building camaraderie and you have friends at the gym. That's awesome too. But this group of people, they show up, they're consistent, but they're not always training hard. They don't really go all in. And they're there mostly for the connection and the social club. And I had a period in my life where I was a personal trainer in a gym, and I understand that people need that connection. And for many people, and unfortunately, most clients that go to a live personal trainer, they really want someone to speak to. And you can ask any of those trainers, they end up being like psychologists just to listen to someone, be their friend, and yes, help them get in shape and help them take steps forward in their health. So there's a group of people that are there primarily for connection first and movement second. Now, a lot of the social club, they actually show up, they're there, but they don't ever really achieve the goal they're looking for because they're too busy talking, they're resting too much, they're in these in-depth conversations, and they never actually do the workout they're supposed to do, and therefore, they never hit their goal. They get sidetracked, they get distracted and they never hit the goal that they set for themselves as they joined the gym. All right, next up is the repeaters. I call these guys the repeaters because the repeaters are committed. They're in the gym all the time, every day. They're showing up. These guys are consistent. And I'm sure you know who they are as soon as I give you a little bit more description here. The repeaters, they never change. They work out. They do the same workout. In fact, they've been doing the same workout for years and years and years. They've been eating the same way for years and years and years. And guess what? You see them in the gym for years and they never look different. They never change. They never progress in their goals. It's like, I can't even tell if they work out sometimes, but they're there going through the motions. They're putting in some energy, but they never change the way they look, perform, or their amount of weight they're lifting because 
they're doing the same thing day in and day out. And when you do the same thing all the time, you can't expect to get a different result. So these guys are locked in maintenance mode. So with the repeaters, strength never goes up, their waist never comes down, and they basically stay the same all year long. They're consistent, but they're consistently in a maintenance mode, never moving forward, stuck in the same exact place year after year. All right, the next guy you meet at the gym is the all-out guy, the guy who's going all out. He shows up, he's got the new gear, he's got his shaker bottle, he's got all the stuff, he's carrying his bag around with him, and he's going hard. He is going after it. He's like, watch some CrossFit videos, he's mixing it with a couple other routines he saw, and he's just a 100% all-out sprint. He's not necessarily a runner, but he's sprinting and giving it everything he's got, but this guy never lasts long. The all-out guy shows up for a little bit, and then eventually he burns out or injures himself, and then you never see that guy again. So the thing with the all-out guy is he shows up with a mission, and he shows up with intensity. However, he's missing some critical elements, some elements of intelligence, of how to structure and design a program, of how to go through natural progressions, and how to have the appropriate amount of rest. And because he's missing just a few critical steps of the equation, he ends up burning himself out. So he sprints really hard in the gym, and then he crashes. This guy eventually fades out from the scene. Okay, guys, so those are four people you're going to meet. I want to leave you with the last guy you will meet in the gym. The last man you will see in the gym is what I call the intelligent athlete. This man is intentional as he walks into the gym with a clear purpose. He has a plan, and you can recognize the intelligent athlete because he's focused on a goal that's in front of him. And that focus translates to his look, his demeanor, the way he moves, and the way he executes in the gym. There's a science behind what he's doing. He's calculated, efficient, and effective with his training. And you do notice that this man gets stronger, he gets bigger, he gets leaner because he has a plan and he's carefully and slowly and progressively executing his plan. This man has developed discipline and has character that is forged from showing up consistently and sticking to his plan. He's staying focused and he's being diligent with his training. So guys, there you have it. There's five men that I believe you will meet in the gym, but I also believe are five pictures of men that we meet in life. So guys, I use the gym today as a metaphor, but the real lesson for us here is how are you showing up? How do we show up? How do we show up in the gym? How do we show up in life? Can you find a pattern? Can you find anything with any of those people and those personas that I just described that you can align into your life? You know, in Mark chapter four, Jesus teaches an incredible parable. It's a really important parable. It's called the parable of the seed. And the parable of the seed or the parable of the sower is this, that Jesus gives us a description of four different types of soil that the seed, which represents the word of God, falls into. And based on that soil and where that seed falls, we can see Jesus predict through this parable exactly how the seed will respond, how it will grow, or how it may not grow. And that is a parallel to what I just described here. So a quick reminder on this is that the four soils that Jesus describes is first, some of that seed fell by the road. And when it fell by the road, it got picked up by the birds. It never even got to the intended destination. Some seed fell on rocks. And when it falls on the rocks, guess what? 
it springs up fast and very easy, but as soon as the sun comes out, because there's no soil, it gets scorched, it withers, and it dies. There's another seed that fell on soil, but because it wasn't a lot of soil, it never took root. It couldn't grow deep, and because of that, it withers up and dies. And then the last type of soil that Jesus describes is what he calls good ground. And when the seed hit good ground, it multiplies, some 30, some 60, some 100-fold in terms of that seed doing, yielding fruit, and giving the result that it was intended for. So guys, there's a parallel between what we just walked through with the five people you meet in the gym and these different types of soil that Jesus is explaining to his followers. Some people set a goal for themselves. Some people have an intention in life. And because they never follow through with it, because they weren't ready, because they didn't count the cost, it withers and dies. It falls on rocky ground, or they never even get started, and it falls off the road, and that gets picked up by the birds. Some even never hits the ground, and because it's not in the ground, it never grows into anything. So the question before us is, which one are we? And, you know, traditionally, people have always talked about the parable of the sower or the parable of the soil explaining that this is the word of God for salvation. And it certainly can be that. But I believe it's more than that. So I'm going to give you this question to think about. After Jesus tells the parable, he actually sits down with his disciples and gives them the deeper meaning. And he says the seed represents the word of God. Now, that can obviously be about salvation, but the word of God is something we should be hearing and listening to every day in our life. What is God saying to you? Is there a word from God that he's speaking to you that you need to take action on, but that word has no place to fall. There's no ground in your heart right now where that word can implant itself. There's not a place where it can take root. It's something I want you to take note of because this is what Jesus says about this specific parable. He says, do you not understand this parable? How will you understand all of the other parables? So this parable is a key. This parable is pivotal for our understanding to unlock the rest of everything Jesus shares. So when you get a word from God, it's got to fall into good ground. And good ground means it's going to yield fruit. It's going to yield a result. So guys, as we bring this in for a landing, I want you to think about what's going to be different this year. What is 2023 going to look for you? And how is it going to be different than last year? Some of you have some patterns, some cycles, some things that you need to shift away from and change. There needs to be something that's going to happen so you don't repeat the same year over and over again, but this year is a year that you grow. That's my prayer for you. That's what I'm believing for you. And to support you with this, I've created the Unfair Advantage email challenge. Guys, jump in this. The feedback's been phenomenal. It is above and beyond what I expected, and I know that it's going to help you kick off the new year. So what I want you to do is go to the site below, click the link, get in the challenge. There's no better way right now than to start this year with God and uncovering his plan and how you partner with that. What's your role to play and how are you going to maximize your potential in 2023? Let's get after it. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If what you heard here today resonated with you and you want to fully step in to be the man that God created and called you to be, then I want to give you a free guide. It's called The Map, and you can get it at standard59.com. In The Map, I will give you 12 biblical strategies that every kingdom man pursuing biblical masculinity must honor. If you're ready to step off the sidelines and pursue the upward call, then get The Map today 
at standard59.com. That's standard59.com. Hey, if there's a brother in your life that needs to hear this message, then share this show with them. And please leave us a rating and review. It helps get the message out there to more men. Until the next show, guys, let's raise the standard.